The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. And this is our second time hitting record because I had the wrong microphone set. But we didn't do it that long. It only went on for a couple minutes. So we're going to do it again. The whole intro. The whole intro. We're going to try to – we got some practice. So we'll get we to did, do it again. Virginia Tech defeats UVA, the sixth-ranked sixth Cavaliers, as a final score of 74-68. to 68. Castle Coliseum was awesome. Um, noon game, which was a little bit of a different vibe, going in with the sun up. Coming out with the sun up, star-studded week. We're going to talk a little bit about the celebrities or alumni that were in town a little bit later. But in terms of the recruiting prowess, who was on campus today? Yeah, there were a few really big basketball recruits on campus today. Um, none probably bigger than Juke Harris, who was there. We saw Juke on the concourse with his mom. Uh, the students were chanting, "We want Juke." Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw his mom tweeting about that. Uh, that's awesome. Good job on the students of recognizing him and you know giving him a warm hokey welcome. But that dude's uh that dude's a stud. We walked by him and you know he's you look at his recruiting profile, he's listed as a guard. Well, he's every bit of six seven at, at the guard position mm-hmm. um for a high school kid. He, he's very impressive and uh, couldn't have picked a better day to be on campus if you were the staff to have a guy like that here when you knock off UVA. So it was awesome that they got to see that environment. No doubt. So again, a quarter one win for the Hokies, 74 to 68. Get the job done. Uh, we'll start with the good and the bad, starting with the bad because you like to finish with the good. Um, UVA grabbed 10 offensive rebounds today. Uh, I believe Tech only had three. That was uh, They finished with about the same amount of rebounds, but Virginia did an amazing job of getting second chance opportunities, uh, especially when getting got in a little foul trouble. Uh, but the thing that really stood out to me was, aside from how well th- – these are not bads as much as they are UVA did this really well. UVA did a phenomenal job guarding Hunter Couture for – 17 minutes for 20, 25 minutes. Uh, Wasn't able to get any space. Wasn't able even to get the ball in his hands. Um, To that point, Tech did a great job guarding the three-point shooters for UVA as well. Yeah, they did a good job of McNeely for the most part. Uh, Kia had a couple, but, you know, what are you going to do? They don't really have a – they don't have a Hunter Couture that, you you know, is only going to shoot threes. I mean, Hunter did a good job being effective in that last 10 minutes. But, yeah, they shut him down for the first – 30 minutes of this game. And I turned to Billy at one point and I said, you know, this game's really close, but I have a hard time believing that we're going to win if Hunter Couture has zero. Mm-hmm. So then he rattled off 10 and hit one from the logo just to make sure that, yeah. that I felt better about myself. So uh, Hunter was fantastic in that last 10 minutes. But yeah, Armand Franklin did a really good job on him for the first 30. Another thing that UVA did really, really well is we'll give you for the YouTube people, we'll give you a visual. We've been doing great with Grandpa Silly with his back, <laughs> backing dudes down. And getting himself a bucket. Deceptively strong, Grant Basile. Not deceptively. He bull- Grant Bully Ball Basile gets yeah. what he wants in the paint. But That's UVA true. made a point to any time a big had their back turned to the basket, whether it was Lynn Kidd, whether it was Basile, whether it was Mutz, immediately the double would come, turn it into a steal. Um, they did a phenomenal, phenomenal job on defense there. Yeah, they're they're so good at that. And 
Justin's played against it enough where he knows it's coming, but as soon as they catch the ball and put one dribble in the ground and start looking to go towards the rim, like which Lynn Kidd has been really good at mm-hmm. this year, um, they're they're on you. And then that, there's no team in the country that has better hands defensively than UVA. Justin did a really good job of kind of baiting them into the double and then passing it out, and then the guards can move it around the outside and find an open look. But uh, Lynn struggled with it a couple times, and I think Basili did a good job with it. There wasn't a whole lot of one-on-one iso ball from Basili today, but UVA clearly made it a point that as soon as Justin Mutz puts the ball on the ground, they, they were doubling right away, and he did a good job handling it. Uh, let's switch to the good here. Tech never, never trailed the game at any point. I believe the game was tied probably like three or four times uh, early on. Second half, I believe it was tied once, and – I guess there's one more bad tech just did not, did not close out the half in the way that it, the halftime score was not representative of how well tech played in the yeah. first half. Yeah. I was really worried. I mean, I, I sat there during halftime and I looked at the scoreboard and I'm like, I feel like we should be up 15, but we're only mm-hmm. up by two. Mm-hmm. And that's just a testament to UVA. They always are within arm's reach of everybody. They don't get blown out. It's also a testament to, I think, one of the biggest game-changing plays in the first half of the game was the block versus a charge call on MJ Collins, um, where Tech, I believe, is up six or maybe up four. Um, To me, from my vantage point, it it looked like it was clearly a charge, but goes the other way. UVA goes into halftime down two. Um, But again, UVA, like... You step away from the game. UVA is number six in the country because yeah, of yeah. of who they are. Yeah, they had, one seven, they had one seven straight coming in. So. Exactly. Tech shot fifty percent from the field, thirty eight percent from three. Another game like like we've been saying. Like Tech has played well for the last five to eight games. They've shot yeah. really well. That continued tonight. Um, so that was good to see. Tech was amazing at knocking down the threes we needed to have, but we missed a bunch of them that could have probably put the game away earlier in the second half yeah there was one point we were up six got a good look Padula missed it rimmed out and then there was another point in the first half we were up I think we were up seven and Hunter got a good look at it Mm -hmm. and missed um actually Hunter didn't get many good looks but it was a good look for him Mm -hmm. um and he missed it would have put us up 10 it was two different chances where we could have really extended it a little bit but then of course you miss that shot UVA goes right down and gets a layup or a dunk because that's what they do right they stop your runs and they just keep themselves right there the whole time um, but Virginia Tech did a really good job of closing it out in the end. Tech did a great job getting into the bonus. Yeah, early. Halfway, really, really early. Halfway through the second half, made a huge difference and made huge free throws. Huge free throws. The only the only one that was a little bit of a bummer, did Hunter go over 2 from the free throw? No, he hit the, he hit the first. The second one rimmed out. Okay, second one rimmed out. Um, but Tech did a great job. They went 13 of 17 from the free throw line. And as you said, UVA is a team that typically doesn't get fouls called on them because they get the benefit of how well They're they play defense. so good at walling off, mm-hmm. man. They don't foul you. Like There was one where Basili rolled, Mutz hit him, and it looked like Basili missed a layup, but it was just really good defense from Armand Franklin. They just don't foul. Mm-hmm. So refs don't call it. I think I talked about this after the first UVA game. Um they're, now, they get away with some because of that, but they've earned that reputation of a team that plays really good defense without fouling. So mm-hmm. it's hard to get to the line, and Tech did a really good job doing so, especially that early in the second half to be in the bonus. Tech did a great job guarding McNeely and guarding Vanderplas. Vanderplas finished with zero points. McNeely yeah. finished with eight. Um, and McNeely was a guy until the end of the game where it kind of got down a nut crunch in time and they had to start firing. Um, he had no room. He wasn't able to get the ball. If he did get the ball, he was being suffocated by our guy, John Camden, who played phenomenal tonight. John Camden, it's not going to look like it on the, uh, on the box score. He finished today. I believe he finished with uh, one rebound, one assist, 
but he essentially matched the minutes all night um, with McNeely, and he played great. Yeah, I think I think that was intentional on Mike Young's part. Whenever uh, Isaac McNeely came in, he went to John Camden because John Camden's been playing really good defense the last few games. But particularly when you're guarding a shooter like that, you know, John Camden's length and height was really disruptive in terms of McNeely didn't have room to pull up. And Camden, because he's so long, can stand way outside of the camera view and still have his hand right here. <laughs> and Isaac McNeely can't shoot. So uh, I think that was intentional. And I thought John played a really, really good game. Both teams did a really good job on the three-pointers. Uh, Hunter Couture didn't get his first basket until 1040-ish in the second half. That extended the lead to seven. And he finished with 10 points. So he scored, his t- he scored 10 points in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and did a great job defensively. Nigel right. Pock style. Not, yeah, yeah, Nigel Pock style, that's right. Um, moving on to the crucial stretches. Um, you go ahead and take it with uh, some of the crucial stretches in the game. I got to say, when Sean Padula got that fourth foul with seven minutes left. Ulcers! I, I was not happy. Uh-huh. Uh, one, it was a really bad call. I thought Sean played – I thought it was a no call. Well, no, he got two fouls in a minute. I know. And he the, picked the, up his uh, – The first one was fine. I'm okay with the first one. But mm-hmm. the second one, I was just like, okay, that's a no call. Mm-hmm. And – they called the fourth, and I'm like, okay, now what? Because well, it was the tripping one, right? The tripping was yeah, the third. Yeah, like he stood to take a charge. He bumped into him. Sean fell. Yeah. And then I think it was Reese Beekman fell over fell him. over Sean, and they called a foul on Sean who's laying on the floor. Right. Uh, whatever. The point is, they called that fourth foul. You lose your point guard who's balling with seven minutes left, and it was like a four-point game or six-point mm-hmm. game, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be Okay, trouble. so we're not going to be able to score at all. And we have to find a way to, to get through these next six minutes. Yeah. Yeah, he picked up his uh, he picked up his third foul with eight minutes, his fourth foul with seven minutes, and enter John Camden. We had to go basically, I figured, probably four minutes. I figured Mike Young might want to put him back in at the three-minute mark, which is what he did. Uh, John Camden came in and played really well. And most importantly, Hunter Couture, the combination of Hunter Couture and Justin Mutz, did a phenomenal job bringing the ball up and running the offense with Sean out. I got to tell you, there, you know, we talk about a rivalry and how these two teams don't like each other. There are two people who hate seeing each other on these two basketball teams. Kihei Clark hates being guarded by Hunter Couture. Yeah. Cannot stand it. Kihei Clark played great tonight. He had 17 points. Um, but as soon as Hunter Couture took it over, he was a pest. Kihei Clark was deferring. that he didn't. We wanted nothing to do with Hunter Couture on defense. On the second side of that, Sean Padula wanted nothing to do with Kihei Clark. Kihei Clark. It's not that Kihei Clark's an elite defender. He's just so, He's so annoying. annoying. He's so annoying. Picking you up all the way from uh, from when he gets the ball, bumping him, annoying him. Um, I mean, he must have been doing like shuffled drop step drills since he was walking out of the womb. Like that yeah. guy has defense down pat, picking up Sean yep. full court. Um, we say Sean doesn't like Kihei. Sean finished with 22, so he had a pretty good game. That's true. That's but true. Kihei is just so annoying. Yes, I think he's also just so annoying that he's been there for so long. So. Yes. But I do think um, one silver lining of Sean going out was that Hunter was able to guard Kihei mm-hmm. because you could slide John Camden over onto the McNeely, and Hunter did an awesome job not letting Kihei get to the basket. And that was kind of a big – big going to the well for them was either getting it to uh, Jaden Gardner or Kihei going downhill, and Hunter completely shut that off. And then Hunter guarded him the rest of the game, even when Sean came back in. Couple of, uh, I guess, one observation too coming away from this game. Tech is now in a position where, when when Padula picked up his third foul and then he picked up his fourth foul, you turn to me and you're like, I mean, I don't, I have no idea what we do, and I had no idea. We were just, I guess, it's John Camden time, and I think Tech by overcoming that adversity gives them a little bit of a chance with, Hey, if you have a six point lead towards the end of a first half, if you have a little bit of a lead around that 10 minute mark, you can throw Hunter Couture out there. You can throw Camden out there and give Padula a little bit of rest because he's playing 40 minutes every single night. 
Another thing that Tech had to overcome was MJ Collins getting popped. I don't know if he got popped in the mouth or if he got popped in the nose. I, I don't know what happened to him. Um, but Tech basically had to survive the last eight and a half minutes with long stretches of no Sean Padula and long stretches of no MJ Collins. While MJ Collins did not shoot the basketball great today, it was another great game of rebounding, another great day, game of defense from him. Yeah, five rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, to only two buckets, airballed another three. His three-point shooting is so interesting. He'll either go three or four in a game, or he'll miss the entire basket. I will say this, though. MJ that Collins dunk in the first half, though. Was awesome, was awesome. MJ Collins, as a freshman, does a phenomenal job of not taking the no-no-no shots. Yeah, no, he, he, he plays well within himself yes. on the offensive end, and he plays phenomenal defense and rebounds the shit out of the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to find many freshmen across the country who rebound the ball better than MJ Collins does. And I think it's the large part why he's playing so many minutes. But uh, he played a great game. His dunk in the first half on the backdoor cut right in front of the castle guard was awesome. Mm-hmm. And he had a really tough finish at the rim in the second half coming our direction. We were sitting on the other side yep. from the castle guard. So two awesome finishes around the rim for for a guy that I continued just to be so excited to watch progress. Yeah. Uh, a couple other stats and, and just things to point out. Uh, I, I thought this was the best game that Sean Padula played all year. And it wasn't necessarily – he's been dropping points all year. It was the least – frustrating game that we saw he took a couple of heat check threes that coach young did not like yeah. in the first half uh he finished the game with 22 points five boards two assists some 46 percent shooting but again the most important part sean padula finished the game with only one turnover um more of this sean padula please yeah he didn't turn the ball over neither team really did both mm-hmm. teams under 10 turnovers for the game mm-hmm. uh-huh. It was just a very deliberate game yeah. on offense for both teams. Everyone's running their stuff, waiting until they get a good look. And that's – I mean, both of these coaches can X and O with anybody in the country. I mm-hmm. mean, Mike, Mike Young and Tony Bennett, there's there's not too many people better at drawing up sets and getting people good looks. Um, out of timeouts, both teams get phenomenal looks. But, yeah, uh, Sean did a really good job taking care of the ball, and so did everybody for the most part. Um, you want to talk about Justin Mutz a little bit? I, I thought, again, Justin Mutz, one of the better games that he's played this season. Yeah, Justin Mutz led the team in turnovers with two. <laughs> That's how good the Hokies were at taking care of the ball. Um, he shot seven for 11, 17 points, eight assists to two turnovers. Mm-hmm. So uh, he he was diamond. That one that he had at the end there, Basile slipped to the basket. That was a huge play in the game. And Justin hit the little over-the-head flick to Basile yeah. for a layup. Uh, he He played really well, and I think it just – He's played them so many times now where he just knows what's coming. Uh, he knows how to handle it. He's so poised. And him and Sean were both locked in all night. They, the, those two needed to step up in a really big game, and they did. And they were both phenomenal. Took care of the ball, scored the ball, played good defense. Those guys did everything. But that was a really, really – that was a Justin Mutz basketball. I was going to say, it. Justin Mutz looked like himself. Yeah. And, you know, we've said it a few times. He hadn't looked like himself yeah. these past few weeks. and. That's the Justin Mutz that we're accustomed to and the Justin Mutz that is, quite frankly, one of the most versatile and effective players in the entire conference. Yeah, so. he did a good job on defense, too. Um, mm-hmm. he, there's some tough matchups on that other side. He, he, did it. he didn't have to guard Gardner too much, but he, when he did, he did a good job. He just really good Justin Mutz game. Yeah, and again, I think people always get on me for this. I just got to tell my, like UVA, the, the resiliency that they had from going down nine several times, going down six – finding ways to grab rebounds off of free throws. As soon as the bacon, the two missed free throws, we turn the ball over, leads to a dunk. UVA is right back in the basketball game. And until around 
until around like 20 seconds left, 11 seconds left, it was very much up in the air just yeah. with how well UVA continued to fight back and not let go of the ropes. Yeah, so, we got up like eight and then Kia hits a three. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now we have to sweat for another 45 yep. seconds. Like, yep. They don't go away, man. It's like a heavyweight boxing match. Yeah. It looked, uh, it, it, it quite frankly looked like two of the best teams in the conference duking yeah. it out in a, in a, oh. in a huge basketball game. Virginia Tech's 14-5 and five with Hunter Couture. I went forward with Adam. So mm-hmm. when Hunter Couture is on the floor, we saw it for the first you know two months of the season. This is one of the best teams in the conference when Hunter Couture is on the floor. Uh, a couple game atmosphere observations. Uh, Teddy Valentine. Not a bad Teddy Valentine game. He's a good ref. He's just so extra. Well, he had the one where I think they, he called a block on UVA. I called so it travel. He, he called it travel. So he's on the baseline. He starts doing his run up, running up, clapping, clapping, clapping. Gets to half court, hits him with the travel. Did he uh, ran like he ran like forty feet? He did. Ran like forty. Call it travel. Yes, yes. Um, so I actually enjoyed Teddy today. I really did. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Teddy. Today. I thought the refs were good all around. They called mm-hmm. a, they called a good game on both sides. I, it did get ticky tacky at the end. A little, little bit, bit late. A little bit. A little bit late, but you know, it is what it is. No, Teddy had a good game. He's just so extra. Yeah. That is true. Uh, Teddy Valentine, the anticipation with him is always, always, always palpable. Um, so we talked about it earlier in the building today. We had Chipper Jones, who ESPN said graduated from Virginia Tech, which he did not. We had Justin Robinson was in the building. Devin Wilson, all the way from San Diego. It was great seeing him last night. Um, that was awesome. Got to see Greg Donlin as well. Packy Naughton and the baseball guys, Ian Seymour, they're all in town for baseball night. Ran yeah. into them last night, which was awesome. Um, night at, was last night we had Cabo. We had Sharkies for like 30 seconds. We hit Hokie House and we hit Tots. That's a grand slam. Dude, we were out late. We were out late. <laughs> got back Got back at, uh, after last call. Um, surprising. No headache. Was fully expecting to have a little bit of a little bit of a we, hung daddy. We, we drank responsibly. We did. We, 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 drank, we drank smart. Um, that is true. Aside from that. Shout out to Mike Burnup. He was honored for 40 years of broadcasting for the Hokies today. They did a, it was probably the longest in-game timeout I, I can remember. It seemed like a six-minute break. That was cool. Because the first half, they played basketball for like 11 straight yeah, minutes. the first stoppage of play in the game was under 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they played seven straight minutes of no stoppages. It was, the game started at noon. It was halftime at 12, like 38. Yeah, it was crazy. It was unbelievable how fast that first half went by. Um, but when they did the honoring for Mike Burnup, there were messages from Coach Beamer, Coach Foster, Coach Young, Seth Greenberg, and honestly, a little bit surprisingly, Coach Williams also uh, had a uh, had a shout out for uh, Burnup. Buzz loved Burnup. In he did. Days. Like, I'm not, I wasn't too surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you talk about that if you want to keep talking about that. I will talk about that. I will. There are some idiots. Like- there are some idiots. That I don't know why we feel this way. Buzz comes on. There's some cheers. There's some boos. If you're booing Buzz Williams, you're a clown. Respectfully, stop doing that. Please stop doing that. But it was great. It was great to uh, to see Burnup get honored. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, any other game observations? Shout was horrible again. Dude, it was bad. Shout was bad. The volume it was too quiet. It, it was. It wasn't loud. Shout was not good. We need we need to fix shout. Uh, they played every time we touch. Which was yeah. a little weird. That's that's for tonight. That's for the Duke game. Yeah, they they played that. Shall we end this with the storming the court? I mean, I'm anti. I think when you're the defending ACC champs and you kind of pretty much split the season series with these guys, you know, every uh, for the last few years, I feel like we've split it with them. 
Um, just because they have a six next to their name doesn't mean it's an upset. Like, I think people, I think Virginia Tech is um, still getting used to being relevant. I guess, and I, I get it. Like, storming the court's fun. Like, it, it's fun. Although that drop is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, need to create a, a clearer path. If we're going to do it, Rhino or or somebody has to make it easier for people to get on the court. In a I had no problem fashion. with the way they did it. Like, you know, they walled off the three point line, and mm-hmm. the students were all in that little arc on that side of the court. I did think it was cool that Justin Mutz led the whole team into the mosh pit. I'm sure that was a fun moment for the guys, um, as long as no one gets hurt. But overall, I'm not a big storm in the court guy. I think we're we've arrived enough as a program where we we should stop acting surprised when we do cool things in Castle. And I will a little bit retract it. I loved seeing the players do it. I loved yeah. how involved Castleguard was. Castleguard was awesome, on dude. fire awesome. tonight. Really, really awesome. Especially Made a huge for difference. A massive, massive difference on the basketball game. I mean, um, we lost by town on the road to these guys. So you come in here and the home court gives you an advantage. Mm-hmm. And it did tonight in a big way. A um, couple of notes uh, just from the text messaging chain. So uh, this is from Evan Hughes. Virginia Tech basketball is three of four versus UVA this season with Kenny Brooks handling business twice. Virginia Tech men's handling business tonight or today at noon. Uh, that's six of eight over UVA over the past two seasons for Virginia Tech basketball men and women's. Um, Want to talk about a path? Give me your opinion. This path to make it to March. Ed, Ed wants to get on the road. We got a four-hour road back to Fairfax. No, I'm thinking. Okay, okay. Keep thinking. Uh, this is Yetzi's path to making it to the tournament. Win your home games versus Boston College, Pittsburgh, which will be tough, Miami, which will be tough, and Florida State. Beat the ones that you need to take care of, Louisville, Georgia Tech, and Notre Dame, the three worst teams in the conference. Yeah. Lose to Duke at Cameron. Yeah, I think you have a scenario now where we have, what, eight left. Mm-hmm. Going into today, I was saying seven and two. I mean, I like Yetzi's path, but I don't I – don't, I think you have to split. You have to hope for a split with Pitt and Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, it is home games, and the Castle's been a huge difference for this team uh, all year. Cameron, I'm – I'm never going to chalk up going to Cameron as a dub, no matter. If Virginia Tech be the number one team in the country, I'm still thinking Cameron's going to be a tough win. So, I'm yeah, I like the, it. You yeah. can't you, – you, but you cannot screw up. <laughs> you have yeah, to yeah. hold You <laughs> have to hold serve against some of these yeah. bottom feeders, um, and I think we will. I think mm-hmm. we will. I think it's it's going to be a, a sweaty selection Sunday, mm-hmm. but there is a path, man. Not to mention that doesn't factor in anything that you do do in the tournament, and they'll come down yeah, to – dude, I don't think those games matter. At all. That was that. I was gonna say it hasn't made much of a difference in the past. It but if you matter. do, if you do drop a Miami and a Pitt, you're gonna have to find a way to win one or two games in the tournament. But I don't know that those games matter. That's the problem. Like Virginia Tech going into the ACC tournament last year was kind of right on the bubble, and then yeah. won three in a row. And we so, found out in yeah. hindsight that if we hadn't beaten Duke, we wouldn't have gotten in. So that's right. I'm not sure how much those ACC tournament games matter. But I do think a you know you can you can at most drop two more mm-hmm. if you get to twenty wins um, with the really good non conference. I do think and John Rothstein tweeted this earlier. Um, those four losses without Hunter Couture, the committee will look at that. They will they will look at that um, and it, it'll help. And the analytics still favor us in a good way. So get to twenty wins and let's see what happens. But um, it's been a it, there's been some 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 troubles this year. The Hunter Couture injury, the Rodney Rice stuff. It's all well documented. Um, and if they're able to win 20 games, in spite of all that, uh, I think it'd be hard for the committee to keep them out. Closing thoughts? Let's go get on 81. Let's go get on 81. Thanks for tuning in, and we will be back with you. With oh. The, oh. Big one for the women Monday. Huge one for the women on Monday. Taking on NC State in Raleigh. Um, 
I'm fired up for it. Really excited about it. Had the opportunity to check out the women's game on what day of the week was that? Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Um, so really excited about that. uh, Students go to their games. It is so much fun. The brand Georgia Amor, the one man press break. That's right. The, the, the style of basketball that they play is, is so fun to watch. They're so good. And the, we, this was the first time um, that we were able to – we sat three rows behind the coaching uh, – the, the bench. That was sick. A couple of quick observations. One, the way that Kenny Brooks interacts with his players is unlike anything that I've ever seen. Um, he – the amount of respect that his players have for him and the amount of respect that he has for them is incredible, and that's a reason why we are where we are. It's also funny that Georgia Amor at any stoppage time Dude. is coming over to talk to him about something, whether it's getting a new stick of gum, whether it's, uh, you know, why did X such and such happen? What are we running on the next break? Um, They're playing 20 questions between timeouts. It's hilarious. Playing 20 questions. Um, Kayla King was great from the three-point line. Kayla King. defensively. The swaggiest shooter in Han Hurst. Yeah, and Tunner was talking about doing the one-leg uh, sleep. Dude, She's she, the only one. Kayla beat him to it. Yeah, that's right. Um, Kayla so, yeah. Taylor is awesome. Liz is awesome. Taylor soul is so fun. Guyman's made a huge difference with, uh, Ashley Wusu. I'm interested to see for tech to take the run that, that we all hope and that they hope and can take. We're going to have to find a way to get Ashley Wusu, um, back involved. Um, and that's kind of been a challenge as of late. We'll figure it out. So, um, but if you like point guard play, man, Watch the girls' game because Georgia is awesome. Yeah, and if you like the 1986 Celtics, watch Liz Kitley and the Pate. Yeah, dude. so they'll fade away. That's it. That's a podcast. We're gonna get on the road. Uh, appreciate y'all. Have a great week and uh, winter tonight. Duke, North Carolina. 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 Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know it's what you're thinking. Please don't go to slice and trash my friend's place. Wake up the next day. Do you?